As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, hello there. This is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. 
And I'm your host, Liv, here with just a little bonus episode, uh, because (laughs) I simply could not cover Seneca's Medea without finding a way to just, like, recite um, some of the speeches. Because they're just so fucking incredible. Just amazing, wonderful, magnificent, magical, and (laughs) murderous. And I mean everything in between, honestly. So here we are. This is just just totally excessive Live Loves Reading Things Aloud. Now make sure, if you are listening to this, uh, that you've already listened to all three parts of my series on Seneca's Medea, the last of which aired just yesterday, because these speeches are not only spoilery as all hell because they're just the speeches, um, but also definitely need the context of the rest of the play in order for them to make sense. I'm not just reading you all the lines, obviously, so I'll just give you a little reminder of where we are in the play before I read the appropriate speech. I'll also be adapting them as I have been, you know, in the regular episodes from the translation by Frank Justice Miller. My adaptation is basically just changing super dated words and sentence structures just so that it makes like a bit more sense to modern audiences. Now, I'll also be adding in descriptions to clarify who's speaking when necessary, but mostly it's just the fucking bananas incredible speeches of Medea and her nurse from Seneca's Medea. This is the bonus episode, Liv Reads Seneca, Speeches from Medea, translated by Frank Justice Miller. While the speeches at the beginning of the play are also incredible, I read a number of those portions in the introductions to each episode, and today I'm just mostly concerned with the later speeches, because that's when things got dark and dangerous and murderous. So we're starting off with Medea's nurse. This is when Medea begins to harness her magic to plan and scheme and prepare the poisoned cloak and the jewelry for Jason's new wife, the princess of Corinth, Creusa, and her father, the king, Creon. Here, her nurse describes all that she's seeing, like everything she's watching Medea do to harness her magic. It's also unique, and you'll hear me discussing this with my guest on Friday's conversation episode, because it includes moments where the nurse is actually, like, reciting the words Medea is speaking, rather than having Medea say them herself. And it adds this really interesting separation between Medea and her magic, and, like, the audience who's watching it unfold through this nurse's descriptions. My spirit quakes with horror. Some great disaster is at hand. Monstrously grows her grief, feeds its own fires, and renews its former strength. Often have I seen her in frenzy and assailing the gods, drawing down the sky. But greater than such deeds, greater is the monstrous thing Medea is preparing." For now that with maddened steps she has gone out and come to her baleful shrine, she lavishes all her stores and brings forth whatever even she herself long has dreaded. 
and marshals her whole train of evil powers, things occult, mysterious, hidden, and supplicating the grim altar with her left hand. She summons destructive agencies, whatever burning Libya's sands produce, what Taurus, stiff with arctic cold, holds fast in his everlasting snows, and all monstrous things. Drawn by her magic incantations, the scaly brood leave their lairs and come to her. Here a savage serpent drags its huge length along, darts out its forked tongue, and seeks against whom it is to come death-dealing. Hearing her incantation, it stops in amazement, knots its swollen body into writhing folds, and settles them into coils. Petty are the evils, she cries, and sheep is the weapon which deepest earth begets. From heaven will I seek my poisons. Now, now is the time to set in motion some plan deeper than common guile. Here, let that serpent descend which lies like a vast rushing stream, whose huge folds the two beasts Feel the greater and the less, the greater used by Pelasgians, the less by Sidonians. Let Ophicius at length relax his choking grip and give the poison vent. In answer to my incantations, let Python come, who dared to attack the twin deities. Let Hydra return and every serpent cut off by the hand of Hercules, restoring itself by its own destruction. You too, ever watchful dragon, quitting the Colchians, come to my aid. You who through my incantations was first lulled to slumber. When she had summoned forth the whole tribe of serpents, she assembled her evil store of baleful herbs. Whatever trackless Eryx produces on his rocky slopes, Plants that grow on heights clothed in unbroken winter, the heights of Caucasus, spattered with Prometheus's gore. Plants wherewith the rich Arabians smear their arrows, and the bold Mede girt with his quiver, or the light-armed Parthians, or those juices which, under the bold pole, high-born Sweben women gather in Hyrcanian groves. Whatever the earth produces in this nest-building springtime of when frozen winter has stripped the woods of their glory and bound all things with icy fetters, all plants that bloom with deadly flower, and all whose juices breed case of death in their twisted roots, all these she handles. Hymonian Athos contributed those baneful herbs, these mighty pindus on the ridges of Pangaeus that plant was lopped off its tender foliage with a bloody sickle. These tigress fed, checking his deep flood the while. The Danube, those, these gem-studded hydaspes, flowing with warm waters through thirsty tracts. And the Betis, which gave its name to its own country, pushing into the western sea with languorous flood. These plants felt the knife when Phoebus was making ready the day. The shoot of that was clipped at midnight, while this was severed by fingernail with muttered charm. 
She seizes death-dealing herbs, squeezes out serpents' venom, and with these mingles unclean birds, the heart of a boding owl and a hoarse screech owl's vitals cut out alive. Other objects the mistress of evil lays out, arranged in separate heaps. In some is the ravening power of fire, in others numbing frosts, icy cold. She adds to her poison's words, no less fearsome than they. But listen, her frenzied step has sounded, and she chants her incantations. All nature shudders as she begins her song. <sighs> And now, Medea begins, or perhaps returns to the stage, singing an incantation. And the next speech is spoken by her directly. I supplicate the throng of the silent, and you, funereal gods, murky chaos and shadowy dis is dark dwelling place, the abysses of dismal death girt by the banks of Tartarus. Leaving your punishments, you ghosts, Hasten to the new nuptials. Let the wheel stop that is whirling his body, and Ixion stand on earth. Let Tantalus in peace drink his fill of the Pyrenean spring. You too, whom a fruitless toil mocks with urns full of holes, you Danaids, come here. This day needs your hands. On one alone, my lord's new father, let a penalty rest heavier. Let the slippery stone roll Sisyphus backward over the rocks. Now, summoned by my sacred rites, do you, orb of the night, put on your most evil face and come, threatening in all your forms. For you, loosing my hair from its band after the manner of my people, with bare feet have I trod the secret groves and called forth rain from the dry clouds. I have driven the seas back to their lowest depths, and the ocean, his tides outdone, has sent his crushing waves farther into the land, and in like manner, with heaven's law confounded the world, has seen both sun and stars together— and you, you bears, have bathed in the forbidden sea. The order of the seasons have I changed. The summer land has blossomed beneath my magic song. And by my compelling, Ceres has seen harvest in winter time. Phasis has turned his swift waters backward to their source, and Hister, divided into many mouths, has checked his boisterous streams and flowed sluggishly in all his beds. The waves have roared, the mad sea swelled, though the winds were still. The heart of the ancient woods has lost its shadows. When the bright day has come back to them at commandment of my voice, Phoebus has halted in mid-heaven, and the Hyades, moved by my incantations, totter to their fall. The hour is at hand, O Phoebe, for your sacred rites. To you I offer these wreaths wrought with bloody hands, each entwined with nine serpent coils. To you, these serpent limbs which rebellious Typhaeus wore, who caused Jove's throne to tremble. In this is the blood which Nessus, that traitor ferryman, bestowed as he expired. With these ashes the pyre on Eta sank down, which drank in the poisoned blood of Hercules." Here you see the billet of a pious sister, but impious mother, Althea, the Avenger. These feathers the harpy left in her trackless lair when she fled from Zetes. Add to these the quills of the wounded Stymphalian birds, which felt the darts of Lerna. 
You have given forth your voice, you altars. I see my tripods shaken by the favoring deity. I see Trivia's swift gliding car, not as when, radiant, with full face she drives the live-long night, but as when, ghastly, with mournful aspect, harried by the Thessalian threats, she skirts with nearer rain the edge of heaven. So do you wanly shed from your torch a gloomy light through air, terrify the peoples with new dread, and let precious Corinthian bronzes resound. Dictina, to your aid, to you on the altar's bloody turf we perform your solemn rites, to you a torch caught up from the midst of a funeral pyre has illumined the night, to you, tossing my head with a bended neck, I have uttered my magic words. For you, a fillet, lying in funeral fashion, binds my flowing locks. To you is brandished the gloomy branch from the Stygian stream. To you, with bared breast, will I, as a minad, smite my arms with the sacrificial knife. Let my blood flow upon the altars. Accustom yourself, my hand, to draw the sword, and endure the sight of beloved blood. Self-smitten have I poured forth the sacred stream. But if you complain that too often your art is called on by my prayers, pardon, I pray the cause, O Percy's daughter, of my too often calling on your bows is one and the same ever. Jason. Do you now poison Creusa's robe, that when she donned it, the creeping flame may consume her inmost marrow? Within this tawny gold lurks fire, darkly hid. Prometheus gave it to me, even he who expiates with ever-growing life his theft from heaven, and taught me by his art how to store up its powers. Mulciber has also given me fires which subtly lurk in sulfur, and bolts of living flame I took from my kinsman Phaethon. I have gifts from Chimera's middle part, I have flames caught from the bull's scorched throat, which, well mixed with Medusa's gall, I have bidden to guard their bane in silence. Give sting to my poison's Hecate, and in my gifts keep hidden the seed of fire. Let them cheat the sight, let them endure the touch, let burning fire penetrate to heart and veins. Let her limbs melt, and her bones consume in smoke, and with her blazing locks let the bride outshine her wedding torches. My prayers are heard, thrice has bold Hecate bayed loud, and has raised the accursed fire with its baleful light. Now all my power is marshaled, here call my sons, that by their hands you may send these costly gifts unto the bride. Go, go, my sons, born of an ill-starred mother, win to yourselves by means of gifts, and much to beseeching your mistress and stepmother, be gone, and quickly come you home again that I may enjoy one last embrace. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Jean! Eugene Fodor! Jean, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jean, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. 
the wise man, the marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. fun the next speech i'm going to read is again by medea herself in the time in between of these two speeches her sons they followed her directions they brought the gifts to creusa and well they killed her obviously the chorus learned of this through the messenger and there was much drama before medea returns to watch the drama and consider what to do next because well killing creusa and her father watching as the chorus speaks to the messenger and learns all the horror just it wasn't enough. 
Why, soul, do you falter? Follow up the attack so well begun. How small a part of your vengeance is that in which you are rejoicing? You do love him still, mad one, if it's enough for you that Jason is wifeless. Seek you some unaccustomed form of chastisement, and now, thus, prepare yourself. Let all right give way, let honor be gone, defeated. Light is the rod which innocent hands uplift, bend to your anger, rouse up your halting purpose, and with all your strength drain from your heart's very depths its old-time violence. Let all that has yet been done be called but piety to the task. Let them know how petty of what common stamp were the crimes I wrought to serve him. In them my grief was practicing what great deed had Prentice hands the power to do. What, a girl's rage? Now I am Medea. My wit has grown through suffering. Glad am I, glad that I tore off my brother's head. Glad that I carved his limbs, that I robbed my father of his guarded treasure. Glad that I armed daughters for an old man's death. Seek you fresh fields, my grief, no untrained hand will you bring to any crime. Where, then, wrath are you tending? Or what weapons are you aiming at this forsworn foe? A dark purpose, my fierce spirit has resolved within me, and dares not yet acknowledge to itself. Fool, fool, I have gone too fast. Would that my enemy had children by his paramour. All offspring that you have by him are Creusa's blood. Resolved is this way of vengeance, rightly resolved for a last deed of guilt. I see it now. I must, my soul, make ready. Children that once were mine, do you pay the penalty for your father's crimes? Horror has smote my heart. My limbs are numb with cold and my heart with terror flutters. Wrath has given place. The mother has all come back. The wife is banished. Can I shed my children's, my own offspring's blood? Ah, mad rage, say not so. Far, even from me, be that unheard of deed, that accursed guilt. What sin will the poor boys atone? Their sin is that Jason is their father, and greater sin, that Medea is their mother. Let them die. They are none of mine. Let them be lost. They are my own. They are without crime and guilt. Yes, they are innocent. I acknowledge it. So, too, was my brother. Why, soul, do you hesitate? Why are my cheeks wet with tears? Why do anger and love, now here, now there, draw my changeful heart? A double tide tosses me, uncertain of my course, as when rushing winds rage mad warfare, and from both sides conflicting floods lash the seas and the fluctuating waters boil. Even so, my heart is tossed. Anger puts love to flight, and love, anger, oh, wrath, yield to love. Here, dear children, sole comfort of my fallen house, come here and link your entwining limbs with mine. Let your father have you unharmed, so, but your mother may have you too. But exile and flight press hard upon me. Now, now, will they be torn from my bosom and carried away from me amidst tears and sighs and kisses? Let them be lost to their father. They are lost to me. My grief grows again, and my hate burns hot. Furies, as of old, claims my unwilling hand. O oh, wrath, where you lead, I follow. 
I would that from my womb the throng of proud Niobe had sprung, and that I had been the mother of twice seven sons. Too barren have I been for vengeance, yet my brother and my father there is enough, for I have borne two sons. Where does that headlong horde of furies go? Who do they seek? Against whom are they preparing their flaming blows? What does the hellish host threaten with bloody brands? A huge snake hisses, whirled with the writhing lash. Who does Megara seek with her deadly torch? Whose shade comes there, dimly seen, its limbs all scattered? It's my brother, and it's my punishment he seeks. He'll, will pay, yes, all the debt. Plunge your brands into my eyes, tear, burn, see, my breast is open to the furies. O oh, brother, bid the avenging goddesses depart from me and go in peace to the deep-buried ghosts. To myself leave me and use this hand, brother, which has drawn the sword. With this victim I appease your ghost. What does that sudden noise mean? Its arms they are making ready, and they seek me for my slaying. To the lofty roof of our palace will I climb. Now the bloody work has been begun. You, son, come with me. Your corpse also I will take with me. Now to the task, O oh soul. Not in secrecy must your great deed be lost. To the people approve your handiwork. And after this, of course, Jason sees Medea on the roof. One of their sons is dead in her arms as the other is at her side. And, well, you know what happens next. Ah, uh, nerds. Thank you so much if you chose to listen to this. It's really just, I mean, its it was mostly for me. <laughs> I just got, reading the speeches uh, to try to retell them all to you, I just, like, I, I just, I got far too hooked into the words themselves. And well, you know, you know how much I love reading things aloud. So thank you if you listened. It was fun for me. <laughs> Let's Talk About Myths Baby is written and produced by me, Liv Albert. Michaela Smith is the Hermes to my Olympians and the assistant producer. The podcast is hosted and monetized by iHeartMedia. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Help me continue bringing you the world of Greek mythology in the ancient Mediterranean by becoming a patron where you get bonus episodes and more. Just visit patreon.com slash mythsbaby or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you all. I'm Liv, and I I love this shit. I really, really do. Even if it's just reading really old translations aloud for the fun of it. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination.
Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.